Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Cartoon Therapy or me. I know that's me or follow the show at Strict Anonymous. Right? Strict Anonymous, yeah. <laughs> if you uh, haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you can write a review, write a review. If you want to comment about the show and talk to people who have been on the show, you could go to the Reddit page, Strictly Anonymous Reddit page. There is one. You could go discuss some things over there. Uh, if you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers and I give them all kinds of advice. I just listen to them talk about their secret lives, their naughty lives. Uh, if you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Uh, today I have on a girl named Olivia. Now, Olivia is similar to me. She has, uh, she was in a very toxic relationship with a narcissist for a while. And uh, a lot of shit went down in that relationship. She's out of the relationship and she's with somebody else. But the problem is she's still sleeping with that guy because the SEX is very good with him. <laughs> and she can't cut that cord. And I totally understand that. Good sex with a dysfunctional person could be like the strongest pull, right? And anybody that's been in that kind of situation knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, and that's what we discussed. She doesn't want to ruin the relationship, her new relationship with the good guy. Uh, but she doesn't know how to kick this last part of the narcissist. So what we discuss on this podcast, uh, how she could kick that habit, um, what went down in their relationship. He got her into, do, to, got her to do uh, all kinds of things sexually. We talk about that, uh, why that happened, what she caught him doing behind her back. There was a lot of stuff and all the kinds of abuse that came with dating a narcissist. So that's the deal. That's what we discuss. I think I give her some tips. I mean, their tips are pretty fucking obvious, right? Um, but I do try to help her. Uh, but she talks about her story. And I think it's really great because I think it's a common story, whether you're a girl dating a narcissist or have are trying to get over a narcissist or a guy that's been with the narcissist and trying to get over a narcissist, but still sleeping with him. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Olivia. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Olivia, okay. welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. 
Uh, so you have like a problem that I've had in my past, except you're, you've done a, like, it's a little bit of a different story, <laughs> but just because of all the like SEX stuff that you did with the ex-boyfriend, but you have like an ex, right? That you dated that was a narcissist, right? And I feel like a, a lot of girls, a complete narcissist, a complete narcissist. <laughs> I feel like a lot of girls date narcissists because maybe there's like a lot of guy narcissists out there. I don't know what it is. Cause I think there's female narcissists, right? Um, and you guys had like amazing sex and your relationship. Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. You guys got into a lot of things. Like you basically said, like there was like nothing you guys didn't try. Threesomes, BDSM, like we'll get into all the specifics, right? But you guys really like let your freak flag fly with each other, right? And that's what kept you together because, and typical in a narcissistic relationship, it always starts out good and then quickly goes bad, right? But the sex kept you guys Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. And you're still having sex with him, but you've met somebody somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> and the sex with that guy isn't so great because maybe he's not a narcissist. Well, and here's the part that I feel really bad about is because he's amazing and he's everything that everybody could want and he's open to what I'm into sexually I just can't, when we're having sex, I kind of disconnect and I go to thinking about my ex and not really enjoying myself And do you, in the moment with him. Right. But do you like, you know, I don't know if I was like a therapist, I would be like, go to that time and that always, like you say, like while you're having sex with him, like what is it that happens that makes you sort of check out? Like, is it because you're getting a little bit bored? Like, I mean, could you like try to maybe next time you're fooling around with him, like try, I mean, we're going to get in the backstory about everything, right? But like, just Mm -hmm. really quick, like, like when you're actually having sex with him the next time, instead of allowing yourself to go off and think of, you, you know, the other guy, I think you mm-hmm. should try to really sort of realize what it is that's making you sort of think about him, right? And try to keep yeah. yourself and make yourself not do it and just bring yourself back to the present thing, even if it's less satisfying, you know, and I feel like the more you do that, because it's maybe it's just like a bad habit too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think part of me, like deep down, and I guess I don't want to admit it to myself, but this sex is like the last thing connecting me to my ex. And it's that trauma bond that I'm not necessarily ready to like give up yet. Oh, really? <laughs> as thick and twisted as that sounds. Well, wait a second. Hold on a second. I have to put my air conditioning on loud. But wait a second. How, um, so you're still into him? We have to get into that story first. Let's discuss because the, the good guy, will get to him later. But like, how, what's yeah. the deal with the narcissist? So you met him and you guys dated and in the beginning he was like really great. And like, how did he turn, how did it turn toxic? And what was like the, the problems that you had with him that made you guys break up? We, we were together for about seven months. In the first seven months, it was amazing. And then we decided that I would move in with him mm-hmm. because the first seven months I lived an hour away. So the only time we spent with each other was on the weekends. So it was oh, okay. perfect. So that, like every time I left, yeah. he was like, oh, I missed you already before I even left. So it was kind of like that fairy tale. Like we couldn't get enough of each other. That's why. Because I was going to say seven months is a long time for it to to stay 
good before it goes south, but it's only because you guys lived in, it was long distance. So it wasn't really yeah. reality. If it was reality, it would have yeah. went bad, like, you know, a month into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But within days of me moving in, <laughs> right. I could do nothing right. Yeah. I could do nothing right. And it was, you he were too close to comfort at that point. He probably was like, yeah. you know, commitment phobic. It was probably really worked being long distance for the both of you on some mm-hmm. level. Right. And then you get there and you guys are both like oh, all of a sudden, both of your guys fucking issues were like being pressed like crazy, probably. Exactly. And he had a drinking problem to begin with. And so when he started and I, I have to say, I have had an eating disorder since I was 12. So I, I'm not saying I don't have any issues, but he picked on that and my eating disorder was because of control. And so it became that I could no longer control what was happening. I had given up my life and moved in with him and now things were going south. <laughs> but what are you saying? That's what he was saying to you or that's how you were feeling? I don't understand. He, he, would, he would use my eating disorder to like attack me. Right. And whenever something I did wasn't right, he would go, oh, well, you're crazy. You know, he would use that against me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Mm -hmm. He was saying you have an eating disorder, which means you can't handle not being in control. And now that you live with me and you're not in control, you're freaking out and you're causing all these problems. Yeah. And just because you have an eating disorder, you're automatically batshit crazy. That was his go to like for anything. Right. And he was normal. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Right. Well, yeah, he had to pick somebody that he could say that to so that he would feel like more normal. But like you say, he had his own fucking issues, right? He was an alcoholic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in because I couldn't control the situation I was in, I started drinking more. Mm-hmm. And whenever I tried to talk to him, it became this huge issue where he would yell and scream and then he wouldn't talk to me for days on end. Oh, we were God. living in the same house, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't talk to me. He wouldn't even acknowledge my presence for now, days. Now, let me ask you this, because you moved far away to be with him, right? So yeah. did you have like any friends or anything or like were you like really isolated? So when he wouldn't talk to you, like you were like just totally by yourself or did you know people there and stuff? No, I was totally isolated at that point. Yeah, that's fucked up. That must have made you crazy. I mean, depressed. Oh, I mean, I felt like for the two and a half years we were together that I belonged in an insane asylum. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Right. It was a total and, mind fuck. And because you stayed oh, yeah. and like, you know, and, and it just only be, gets worse. But the, 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 it was like the perfect storm, though, because like that isolation and being so far away from like your life and your home base and like things that, you know, it's like you were the perfect victim to be to fall yeah. into that narcissistic trap, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the only part of our relationship that I felt like I could control is satisfying him and his desires sexually. Well, let me ask you this. Cause like you said, you did a lot of stuff and we'll get into that. Were you just, did you just mm-hmm. do that stuff because he liked it or did you wind up enjoying it too? I wound up enjoying it myself. 
but it started out to be something that you did because you wanted to make him happy and you felt like that was something that you could do that would make him happy? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, it's good that you turned because out to only actually enjoy yourself. He, yeah, it was the only time he ever really seemed to give me praise of any kind to make our relationship seem like it was worth something. You, you kind of cling to those little moments of <laughs> normalcy or praise that you get. And so the praise came from like how you perform sexually with him. Yeah, or that he was excited that I wanted to try something that he wanted to try. So. And so what did you guys start off trying? Like how did it start off? And About three months into our relationship, he had mentioned to me that he enjoyed wearing women's stockings. Oh my God. It's like all guys are, so many guys are into that. I just taped another guy yesterday. (laughs) I freaked out because I'm like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? And I started doing some research on it and I'm like, this is more normal than I thought. Right. And so whenever I would dress up, he would put on stockings too. And I don't know if I was ever totally comfortable with that, but I got past it. Yeah. And then probably nine or 10 months into our relationship when I had already moved in, he was acting really strange, like hiding his phone. He seemed to be bringing up his ex a lot, like trying to cause stuff with this woman I had never met. Mm -hmm. And so like seemingly making me very insecure and him wanting to make me jealous. Yeah, 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 because it keeps you in the weaker position and it helps him control you. I think that that's, I don't, listen, I don't know, I don't really think that people that are fucked up like that, either him or you are doing a lot of the things that you do consciously like seriously I don't really believe like he's saying oh I'm gonna make her feel insecure so that I could control her more and then like you know but I think that that happens on a subconscious level for sure oh definitely and um so one day I went through his phone and I saw that he was talking to his ex-girlfriend had not told her that we were even dating much less I was living with him Mm mm-hmm So, and of course, knowing it was going to start a fight, I kept my mouth shut. And a few, about a month later, I went back into his phone and I saw that he had a Tumblr page because I saw the Tumblr app and I opened it and his page popped up and it was all about transsexuals. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. So again, I went back to the stocking thing and I'm like, okay, well, that was normal, but I really don't know if this is normal. Right. (laughs) And it's out of fear of not wanting to make things worse. Again, I kept my mouth shut. Like, meanwhile, like beating myself up in my head because I was taking it personally. I'm like, what am I not doing? Yeah, and also, didn't you get so? Look at this. And also, weren't you just like? I mean, because like, first of all, the first thing you found is he's like talking to his ex girlfriend. Like, didn't that make you mental, like, and distrustful of him, or did were you? Oh yeah, of course. And when he found me checking his phone, he was like, "Well, you're psycho. You're crazy. You're insecure for looking at my phone." Meanwhile, he was the one making, like, bringing it up in the first place to make me 
want to check his phone. Like I had no no desire to look at it before he started making comments. Right, exactly. And so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm not, go- I'm like, am I really going that crazy? Like, am I seriously, I've never been a jealous person, but now I feel like I'm losing my mind because every time he's telling me that I'm the crazy one, but I'm not the one talking to my ex or transsexuals on Tumblr right. and trying to meet up with them. <laughs> right, right, right. So wait, but you are but you are crazy in some sense because you're like looking through his phone, you're freaking out. Like, I mean, it's like both of you wind oh, up yeah. being crazy in it, this situation. Made, like, mm-hmm. I feel like the relationship as a whole like made me go batshit crazy. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But some people and, would say, and we'll get into it, is like, why did why did you stay? You know what I mean? What is it about yeah. that kind of scenario? That and I've been in that position, and I've and I've stayed, mm-hmm. and so I totally understand it. You know, and at the end of the yeah. day, you can't be like, oh, I'm just a victim, right? On some level, you have to eventually. And after we hear the story, we'll talk about you, right? And be like, what is yeah. it about you that keeps you sort of addicted to that kind of? situation you know and that kind of a a relationship that makes you feel like that you know um because nobody was holding you there right like you could leave at any time right yeah so but let's still talk about him (laughs) (laughs) so So, the transsexual thing do you ever say anything to him about it well eventually after one night we were both drinking it just angry came out in a very angry way and his first reaction was like, get out of my house that I had moved into, mm-hmm. left my life behind. He's like, get out of my house. I'm done. Get out. Right. So I went back down to my family's house, stayed there for a weekend and came back because I had to go to work. He wouldn't talk to me. And when he did, he would yell and, you know, he seemed very dead behind the eyes is the only way I could explain it. He was yelling and screaming at me, watching me have a meltdown, trying to like understand what is going on. And he's just spewing venom with no emotion whatsoever on his face. Mm-hmm. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And a few days later, he would come back. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I love you. Like, But it would never address the issues. It was just, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I love you. I want to make this work. You mean everything to me. And then it would, you know. You'd fall back into it. Go back to being somewhat normal. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhat normal. And so 
meanwhile, we did have an amazing sexual relationship. We, but when did you start it, like when, doing the threesome? Like when did all the stuff that you were looking like? Because I was thinking you were, where you were going to go with like, oh, I saw the girlfriend and the like that, the, the ex-girlfriend that like you guys had a threesome with her. Like when did you start doing all that BDSM and the threesomes um, with him to make the him? we started relatively early in our relationship. We would, you know, they were just like, we'd have friends over and one thing would lead to another. And that was basically after the whole stalking thing, that's where we went next. And over time, it just got a little bit more and more. And then we started with like light BDSM. And I think it was after the transsexual thing on Tumblr is when we kind of got into more anal play and eventually pegging. Right. Where and so he was able to sort of admit that that's what he was into, and then you were like, "Oh, oh I'll totally do that for you because you're doing these things to keep him happy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, the threesomes a part of that, or did you just like the threesomes? Like, well, I don't like. Did those come no, up? No, I did enjoy the threesomes. Right. Like, it was just you know a random thing. We had people over, and it just happened, and it was fun. Right. Okay. And then what so about the BDSM? open sexually. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe the sex part wasn't like, because I don't know, you made it seem like you only did this stuff to make him happy. And are you talking about the sex stuff or just like be, just keeping your mouth shut about certain things? Because the actual I mean, things well, you did with like, him. Kind of like, some of this stuff, you know, I never would have gone into the anal play if it wasn't for trying to keep him happy. Some of it was, originally started to try and keep him happy or figure out why he wasn't, I wasn't just enough for him. But then as time went on, I did seem to enjoy it a little bit more. And we did open up. The only time we opened up to each other was sexually. Right. That's where you were the most comfortable and maybe you guys were the most compatible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that that's common. A lot of times, the people that you have the most that push your most dysfunctional buttons, you have like the best sex with. It's just some unfortunate, yeah. like fucking weird, ironic thing that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then you meet the really <laughs> nice person that's probably like really right for you, and the sex just isn't the same. This <laughs> is not like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's the dilemma I'm in now. And it's I don't. Isn't that terrible? I'm like sure. what the fuck? I need. Oh, a... it is. I'm like I've been waiting for this guy. My entire 31 years and I finally found him and I'm like having sex with him and I can only think of my ex <laughs> right physically and emotionally abused me for almost three years right because that somehow is like a story that you're more comfortable with and something that you know that is more like sort of sad like captivating to you like I had the same thing I've only had one good boyfriend and I, we had the worst sex. It wasn't the worst, but it just wasn't great. And like, I have to say that it wasn't like, even though he was the most compatible with me, it was like the shortest relationship. Whereas the longest relationship I had was with the guy that I was not compatible with at all, but we had amazing sex. And I think sex yeah. is something that could be very powerful and then could keep people really connected. Whereas it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to walk away from somebody where the sex isn't as good, not easier. It's still devastating, but it's just like, it's just a different thing with the pull. The sexual pull of dysfunction is very strong. <laughs> oh, it's, 
enormously strong. Yeah, because you're still banging him. And listen to the shit that you're saying about him. Like you were like, I, like you know, like he totally was like the child. First of all, I don't think narcissists. I'm not really that afraid of narcissists. I think narcissists are just like big babies. Like if you look at everything they do, and you pretend that they're like five years old, and it's coming from like a five year old mentality, you won't see them yeah. as so powerful because they're not really powerful. If anything, they're just weaklings. They're very weak. That's where it's coming from. And they're babies. They're big, massive fucking babies. And that's what they are. So they're yeah. not to be feared. And But I think that when, I mean, I know that I was raised by a narcissist. So when I get under a narcissistic spell, I could go into, like, I will forget all the things that I'm saying to you now. And they become all powerful. And I become, like, fucking whipped and feel, like, powerless and all that stuff. And that probably goes back to my thing. Like, do you feel like that's a mm-hmm. part of your history? Like, do you have any narcissists that raised you in your life that you could, that you know of? Like, was your dad one, your mom? No, my mom definitely wasn't. My dad was an alcoholic. So maybe part of the pull to that boyfriend was, you know, having dealt with my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, But even when I was getting physically and emotionally abused, my mom would be like, why are you sick? Like, you need Who to get are out. you getting Why physically? You rem- oh, from the guy. The guy physically abused you too. Yeah, when we would get into arguments at times, and I would try and, you know, refuse to leave because that was my house. He would get aggressive. Right, physically. Like, how hardcore mm-hmm. would that get? Um, I had broken ribs at one point, <gasps> Oof. and that was about the worst it got. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad that you stayed with, like, that's scary that you stayed with a guy like that. It's great that you're, like, with a guy that's safe and kind because I think things like physical stuff like that could really escalate and become, like, way worse. Mm -hmm. Thank God you got out of that relationship. Yeah. You know, but you, uh, are you in therapy with talking to anyone about this shit? I am. And finally, once we, in May of this year, I moved out. And com- felt like I was completely batshit crazy. Didn't want to go to work. I couldn't get out of bed most days. Some days I would stay up for three or four days in time just because I was just, I felt like I was going crazy. I had just gotten out of this huge mess and I didn't know what was coming, what was going, what was real and what wasn't. So I went to the doctor and kind of had a complete meltdown. And that could have been like, like a psychotic break. PTSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. She was like, I think you have PTSD. Right. And I was, and then she started explaining to me about the narcissism. And then with that comes the trauma bonding and the eventual like PTSD after the fact. Right. Because I had never heard of, I mean, I had heard of PTSD and, terms of people who are in the military but I never would have assumed you can have PTSD from a relationship yeah totally let me ask you this before this guy what were your other relationships like um I mean I've had most of them were at least two years and I would always leave before I got left (laughs) I don't know if that was part of my control issues but I just kind of always ended it and left kind of unemotionally. Uh-huh, like I without mean, even any I, feeling? For no well, reason? I, I did have feelings, and it would just be 
I guess because I was scared, maybe, of what could happen. Like when it would maybe think, like was at a point where it would be like real intimacy would be starting like maybe that's when you bail like maybe it's like a maybe yeah. that's like a fear of yours to be like really you know close with somebody. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it goes back to my fear of like being left because I right. Well, I that's know. why I, you would check out when you're having sex with yeah, this, the good I guy would, now. I would leave before yeah. No, because you're so afraid. Because this guy is actually good, and when you're having sex with him, there's nothing more intimate than that, you know. And I yeah. think it must be really fucking scary to stay and be present for that. Because that's mm-hmm. like the ultimate. That's what you probably have. Like that's probably what your biggest fear is. That's why you leave all these guys. That's why you stay with guys that. That's why you could have great sex with a guy that you would never be close with because he's a fucking narcissist. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that guy, you're not gonna have that kind of closeness and intimacy. Only you were just sexually, you could be that way. But a mm-hmm. relationship is on every other level. This new guy, you have all those other things checked off the box, right? So the last thing you're missing is sex, and that's where the intimacy. You know, and that's why I think you go to the other guy and you escape because you're afraid to get close. I don't it ha- I don't think it has anything to do with the other one. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it has anything to yeah. do with you still liking that one. I don't think you probably ever liked him. You were addicted to him in an unhealthy way. But that's not oh, real yeah. feelings. I'm sure there were some things about him you liked. But this mm-hmm. new guy you really like. And that's the problem. But I do yeah. think that you could work on it. I think you better, like, first of all, like, what the fuck are you doing cheating massively on the guy that you really like? I mean, we just basically became serious and we haven't really had a discussion on if we're exclusive or not. I mean, maybe that's an excuse I'm using. Well, how long have you been dating this new guy? Like, Seriously, for three weeks, three weeks, oh, four okay. weeks. Oh, okay. So we don't even know I mean, if he's we, great. We don't even know if he's great. We don't even know. You do? Well, he is. I've known him for years. Oh, okay, okay. We've always been good friends. <laughs> okay. And it's, he was kind of there for me when I needed somebody, and it became a little bit more romantic. So. Oh, okay. So he knows everything about the other guy. Does he know that you were he still does. seeing the other guy? No. Okay. And so it ju- have you been sleeping with the new, you're sleeping with the new guy, right? Because you check out when you're sleeping with him. So you've been yeah. sleeping with him, right? But you're also sleeping with the ex. Because you could get busted. Like you could lose this guy if he finds out. Like oh, you're, yeah. I mean, right? Like you were like in a situation. And that's, that's what scares me because I don't want, I don't want to lose him, but I don't know how to, and I feel like it's still the addiction to the other one. Yeah. And, it's not, you didn't, it, normally, like, I really think that if this, I thought this relationship was longer. The good news is that it's not that long yet. And what can mm-hmm. happen is that you spend more time with, like, remember I told you I had a nice guy, the only nice guy in my whole life that I ever dated. When I met him, I was working with two guys. One was this, one was the, they were both bartenders. One was a sleazebag, narcissist, hot guy. And one was, mm-hmm. the other one was gorgeous too, but he was really nice. He was a nice guy. And he really liked me, but I liked the other guy, the narcissist guy. And me and that guy were fooling around and I was so into him, but he would like tell me straight to my face, like I would never date you, like I'm 
in love with my ex girl like whatever it was like a non it was never going to happen with him and the other guy really liked me and I didn't want but I started to kind of like the other guy I was like you I knew that this guy was like a really good guy and I started to see him and I told him straight out one day and I was still seeing the other guy and I told the new guy the nice guy like listen like I'm a really bad decision maker that other guy I just saw him right before I saw you and I like really like him and but I like you and I know I'm gonna fuck this up and he was like don't worry like you're gonna be with me and that's just the way that it is but and maybe your Mm -hmm. guy's not gonna do that but my whole point is that there was a a a time in the beginning because we all work together that I still liked the other guy more than the nice guy Do you understand? But over time, and I never thought I would ever be able to give that up. But over time of dating the nice guy, I there was a time where I completely forgot about that other guy. And I got really into the nice guy. Do you understand? Like it went away, Mm -hmm. but it took some time. You're only three weeks into being in a relationship with this guy. So you have to give it more time to let go of the other guy. A, I would totally, you have to stop having sex with him. You just have to stop. Yeah, I, I know. And Why don't you have, why don't you, let me ask you this. Are you a monogamous person normally in your relationships or no? A hundred percent. Okay, so this is what you should do. Like you have to fuck with yourself. Know thyself. That's my favorite saying, right? You know mm-hmm. how you are. You know you're monogamous. And you know that you're giving yourself an out with this guy because you guys haven't really had the conversation. So force that mm-hmm. conversation because then you know if that conversation happens and you guys get in a serious relationship, you're the type of girl then that I doesn't become... cheat. Then you can't cheat, right? So you have to yeah. do that to yourself. You lock yourself down. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. get because then I would be doing what I would get mad yeah right and that's not who you are normally you don't cheat right and most likely you wouldn't Uh, who knows maybe you're gonna call me in three weeks and be like oh my god we had the conversation i'm still fucking the other guy then it's a whole we have other issues here okay but like yeah (laughs) you don't i don't know but but if you're typically monogamous and you've had all these other relationships and like you know with this guy i think if you just have that and make it serious and get involved in that and stay there you you'll stop sleeping with because you have to stop sleeping with that other guy to let it go because that little hanging on is the reason why you're still going there it's not like you haven't fucked him in two years and you're still pining over him that would be weird you're still sleeping yeah. with him so it's like duh it's not like it's not how do you it's not like scratch your head like what the fuck why am I still thinking about him it's so obvious because you're still sleeping with him and you have really good sex with him you have yeah. to stop and even my my therapist is like the only way you're ever going to get over him is if you go no contact it's it's really true but you can listen i had a narcissist that i was with that i i couldn't do no contact with him and i stayed in Mm -hmm. contact with him but the more i saw other people and got involved in other things and just did like and and had no sexual contact do you understand Mm -hmm. i was able to just totally cut that cord you know it's very hard to do but you do have to do no, you have to not do any physical contact with him. I think the good news is, is because you met this new guy, you're lucky. This could be your out. It'll be easier to. Yeah. yeah, because let me just tell you, if things go south with this guy because he finds out about the other guy, then you're going to have no guys. And, you know, it's hard to meet people that you really like. Right. And then you're never going to get over. It. And I know how that feels to be stuck on somebody. It's like, don't you feel like you're mm-hmm. fucking trapped in prison? Like it's the worst feeling. To not be able to let go of it. You know that person is so wrong for you. 
but you yes, can't. You can't explain why you can't let them go. Yeah, and it doesn't, it, it's literally to me, because I've been in that position and then I get out and it's always like when it's over, I feel like I just it got out of jail. Do you know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. feeling and that freedom of being fully you and back to yourself and feeling sane again, you know, because there's, you're always going to feel a little crazy. Like there's crazy, like you probably feel like you're crazy because you can't let go of him, but you know, you're, you have to stop having sex with him. Yeah. Like seriously, it's not going to, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to get over him while you're sleeping with him. The good news is if you totally let go of him, stop sleeping with him. Okay. Get involved with mm-hmm. this guy. Say it doesn't play out a year and a half from now. You'll be able to go bang that narcissist and for a night and be fine. But you, in order, mm-hmm. you have to detangle yourself from this whole previous mess. I have with no him. emotional attachment. Yes, yeah, so you have to be totally done with it. Do you know what I mean? And then you could go back mm-hmm. and bang him a year from. But you have to get over. It. You're not over the emotional. You're not over it yet because you never let. You never fully let go. No. I mean, even after I moved out, we were still talking and having sex. And he was like, well, maybe we can make this work. Yeah, well, so listen, as much as, that. as much as you don't want to let go, he doesn't want to let go. I mean, he's he's got his own things. Why is he not letting yeah, go? They he, don't. Narcissists, he doesn't want to give up the sex. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> give up his ex-girlfriend that. when he was with you. They never want to let go of anybody. I know this kind of guy. I've been with them a million times. Yeah. They don't let go of anyone. He's probably got like five exes that he fucks. Okay. Like mm-hmm. it's just the way that it goes because they have a massive fear of abandonment too. And you do as mm-hmm. well. That's why you leave people before they leave you, you know, and all that stuff. You yeah. don't want to leave that guy because it's like a death. It's like an ending. There's an abandonment thing. And you don't, it'll leave you sort of empty. And that feeling it fucking scares you. But the best time to do it is you have an out. You have someone else that you actually really like. I had that situation only once. And I will promise you that if you get, if you fall into the other guy and let him sort of, if you just get involved in that relationship, the more you get involved in it, you will forget about that other guy. You really will. I stopped fooling around with the guy because I was monogamous. I stopped and I started. And like I said, this guy and me did not have good sex. I had much better sex with the other guy. And then when it didn't wind up good with that guy, the funny thing is, is I went back to the other douchebag guy and I fucked him for years as like a booty call guy. And we're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, I was over the sort of thinking we're going to be together thing, you know. And Mm -hmm. it was only because I stopped being with him for a long period of time and got fully involved with somebody else. That's what you Mm -hmm. have to do. It's just a habit at this point. And because you're still having sex with him, it's like good sex. That pull is is hardcore. Yeah. But you have to stay in therapy because you have stuff and issues that have nothing to do with him. I don't believe and I don't know what your therapist believes, but I don't. Uh, because because you have a eating disorder too that comes from somewhere that's that's a hardcore thing as well like I think that comes from something I don't think people have that for no reason I don't mm-hmm. you know I'm not a therapist your therapist could figure out where that stems from or whatever but oh, I've been told over the years that people think I have borderline personality disorder because I also have like OCD tendencies and my fear of abandonment 
Right, but that so, all has to I, come right. But that you weren't born that way, okay? Like you weren't. You, yeah. Like that's not like a fucking. It's not genetic. Like that's something that's put on you. Like for mm-hmm. for real. Like stuff. Sh- I believe that a hundred thousand percent. Like shit that happened to you when you were younger that maybe you don't even remember that mm-hmm. created all this fucking shit right so it's like yeah you like attracts like like we could sit here and say how crazy the narcissist is but you have your own sort of crazy going on right and oh 100 percent. yeah i have had that exact kind of crazy i know the stuff that happened to me when i was younger you know and and it's and Mm -hmm. it's hard to sort of uh work through it but you can and it takes a lot of like being in therapy and stuff like that and not like constant therapy like i wasn't been in therapy all my life every single day you know there's times where I've gone in hardcore times where I've gone out for a couple of years and go you know you just gotta keep working on yourself though because you have to as much as we could sit here and look at him you have to and you could look at him and you have to look at yourself and it's good that you are in therapy and with a good therapist and you should keep up with that you know because You know, he has his own shit, but you have your stuff too. All that mm-hmm. abandonment issue, all that stuff is just going to fuck with your relationships until you sort of figure it out. You know, but yeah, deal with it head on. Yeah, it doesn't mean though that this nice guy can't wind up to be like the right guy for you, but you just don't want to fuck it up. You know, I've seen girls like you that, you know, are totally messed up and totally with the wrong guy. And then like the, the nice guy comes in and soups them up and they're like married with kids with those guys and everything worked out. They just needed that really nice person in their life to really like help them heal. You know what I mean? So and I guess it, that's why I emailed you because I could see like a future with this guy, this new guy. And right. The, the part of me with my ex is like scared of that because it would mean giving up what I guess I still addicted to. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. I mean, listen, and, and, you know, giving up an addiction, like I've given up a lot of addictions. Um, Some bring up other things. Some aren't like, I mean, quitting smoking is like, you just have to stop smoking and then you fucking Mm -hmm. get over the addiction. And, and yeah, you know, with this guy, you're addicted to him now because like it's very good that you got out of the initial relationship. Like that's an even harder thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. now it's like that last thread, you know, and that you have to break. The hardest thing was what you did before, which was leave that relationship totally because yeah. I, that's, and I mean, I definitely tried multiple times and ended up going back. But that's normal. <laughs> yeah, like, I did finally get out. <laughs> And like you have to like it's scary for you like hopefully it works out with this nice guy but if it doesn't and you go back out there and you meet another fucking abusive guy if you're the type of girl that a guy fucking breaks your ribs and you don't you're not like fuck off I'm out of here I'll never talk to you again that's a dangerous thing for you do you know what I mean because a lot of times physical abusers that kind of shit escalates. And I watch a lot of Dateline, you know, and like women are being off to left and right by men, you know, that were like abusing them way before they fucking shot them in the head, you know, <laughs> like, it's like mm-hmm. stuff like that really happens. Right. So, you know, you have to be like, like, it, it's like you're the type of person that could wind up in a relationship with a guy that's physically abusing her. And then you go so crazy that you don't you can't get yourself out of that. And that's not. That's not good for you. You have to work on that so that you will never in that position to ever 
put up with that again. Do you know what I mean? Because you got out okay, but broken ribs is, uh, to me, that's hardcore. That's not slightly abusive. That's like really (laughs) abusive. And it would always be my fault because I brought up. Oh, of course. Something I mean, please. That he didn't want to talk about. <laughs> well, of, of course. It's not going to, he's not going to be like, oh, you didn't do anything. I just felt like it. I mean, come on. It's just like, yeah. you know, it's his own fucking issues. If he was on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, we'd be talking about his stuff, you know, that's his yeah. stuff. But like, what about you that that would happen and you would stay? That's a whole other sort of dysfunction that could be very dangerous like listen an eating disorder is very dangerous right I don't know if you're bulimic or anorexic but I think a lot of times people go back and forth right and that it could be a very dangerous thing for yourself as well but also you know sort of being attracted to or staying involved in a relationship where someone's physically abusive is is dangerous too you have to like Mm -hmm. really fucking just like the nice guy yeah, and I do, and that's, I don't want to. Like you said, up. like when you said, like I literally been waiting for this guy for 31 years, like that's when I really could tell, like this is like really who who you want to be with and you really like him. I mean, you know him for a mm-hmm. long time. You know he's a good guy. Like I said, I really think you should really like lock it in and have a serious conversation with him you know, so that it, and then just delete the ex's number and does he know he existed constantly? You got to do what you got to do to break it. But like, does he know that you have a new guy? Like, does he talk to you about stuff like that? Or is like when you guys have sex, like, do you guys still do like crazy sex with each other? Are you still pegging him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we still have pretty, I mean, I haven't been pegging him, but we've been doing like stuff a lot more recently you've been what um he just doing a lot of like dom sub stuff and who's the dom and who's the sub he's obviously the dom (laughs) (laughs) right i was gonna see if it switched in the bedroom i don't know you know Uh and (laughs) no okay and now when so so he does know about the new guy he knows. And what does he say about that whole thing? I mean, he's going to be horrified when you try to like end things with him. Um, he, his whole thing is he just keeps saying, you know, we have the best sex that both of us have ever had. I don't want to lose that. Who cares? Yeah. At the end of the day, like the end of the day, it is just sex. (laughs) Yeah, the best sex. I mean, like, first of all, you could have great sex with this new guy. You know, you said that he's Mm -hmm. into all the things that you're into, right? It's just the the problem is there's another person involved in this relationship. And it's like, so you can't even judge or even know what kind of sex you're going to have with the new guy until you fully give up the other one. You know what I mean? You just Mm -hmm. you just can't. And then when you get involved with this guy and you start to get really close with him and you start to forget about the other guy when you're with him, like you could maybe find that you're like really attracted to this guy and you have more better sex with him than you, you think now, you know. But you're just yeah. half someplace else, like you said, because you're having all this, like you're doing all this fucking shit with the other guy, Dom sub stuff. Like this guy, you're probably like very vanilla with him right now, right? Because it's the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. Have you told him that you're into being submissive and you're open to threesomes and stuff like that? Yeah, we've been very open with each other since we started getting, you know, more and more serious. 
we've been very open, you know, what we expect out of this sexually. So. And what's his deal? He was married for quite a long time. So he was in a very vanilla relationship and, but has always been curious and wanting to be more explorative. So he was very thankful that I was open to just about everything. Yeah, that's great. And so you could do all those things with this guy. So you don't even know what your sex life with this guy is going to be. It's not like you're with him for six months and it's not great. Do you know what I mean? It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I just think that like you, it's the problem is only like, do you think that you still have feelings for the other guy or is it just purely sex? Like you with the other, the ex? in some way or another I'm always going to have some sort of fucked up attachment no you're not what do you mean for the rest of your life right now it right now it feels like that yeah but trust (laughs) me you're not going because I haven't given him up it up completely could you have like any attachment to your guy that you dated 10 years ago no you're not going to be into this guy for the rest you'll always have attachment it still feels that way because you're in delusional world when it comes to him it's like a a, a, yeah it's dysfunctional it's It's like a sick and twisted game (laughs) it's not reality you're like not in reality no reality is like you have good sex but you don't have that's all that it is and that's it feels yeah. like really intense and it's a major like fucking that's the relationship only thing we love about each other otherwise we basically hate each other <laughs> yeah and each other <laughs> yeah if you got far away from that after a while you might not even be sexually attracted to him you don't know you know what i mean you're still just too close yeah. to that but you're not will mm-hmm. oh there's no way in hell you will always feel a thing with this guy please he was like the biggest douchebag you ever dated once you oh yeah <laughs> so you know and then once you start having threesomes with this guy seriously and do this other stuff that you want like what are you into now sexually that you want to do with the new guy like that you did with that guy that you're into would it be the dom submissive I, stuff the bdsm yeah I, that's probably my favorite i like i said the whole pegging thing i only did for him i never fully got into that that was just something for the ex after i found out what i found out but i definitely am into like the bdsm and light you know, bondage and stuff like that. That's probably what I'm most into. And he is entirely down to try that and to make me like to explore that with me since he's never really done anything quite like that before. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, you have to start doing that shit with him like ASAP. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You have to like yeah. is for real because I mean at least you're honest with the other therapist and you and she knows that you're still sleeping with that guy and she's telling you to stop sleeping with him. But I know that it's hard yeah. because good sex is good sex, right? It's just like mm-hmm. amazing. But maybe if you start trying the stuff with the new guy, like is there anything physical about him that isn't so ideal, like that is a problem? No, um, I'm definitely physically attracted to him, and I always kind of have been in a way since even since I've known him. So I think, I don't know what it is that I just haven't been able to get over sexually. And I think that's, it just comes from the last attachment I have with the ex that I need to relinquish. <laughs> yeah. You have to give up. It's like, you know, to, to like 
cut an addiction out of your life. You just have to like that. Your therapist calls it no contact. Like you just have to stop doing what it is. And then that thing in your brain will like lose its power over you. But Mm -hmm. every time you get the feeling to want to see him and you go and do it and you give in and you fuck him and it's really great. All you do is you make that addiction more powerful. You're feeding it, right? So you have to look at like starving it to death. You have to literally starve it to death. So, Mm -hmm. and a part of that will feel like you're starving yourself to death because it is a part of you, right? A part of you that likes it. But like every time you get that feeling of wanting to go and see him, like don't go, maybe just jerk off and think about him, right? And, and then be done <laughs> yeah. with it, right? Or something. Do anything you can not to. The first couple times will be really brutal, but it'll get easier mm-hmm. really fast. Like seriously, you have to just start denying it. The first, Like I said, it's not going to be brutal every single time. The first like three times mm-hmm. you don't go, it's going to feel like fucking torture, but you just don't do it. And then it'll get easier and easier and you start to be with this new guy and then you like him and then you'll like that addiction will definitely be done. But that's the only way that'll happen. And your fear of like letting go of that is, you know, it might not just be about the sex. It might just be about that whole thing of just like really having that whole situation end, you know, maybe there's Mm -hmm. still a little bit of an attachment, but that's like you know, you have a new relationship with a new guy. And I really think that if you just look in that direction, the more you look in that direction, Mm -hmm. the less you'll need this guy. You know what I mean? You're so you're lucky. I mean, if you, if you were, most people don't have that situation. They just have to get over somebody because they're supposed to, you know what I mean? Like you're like giving, uh, like you're like, this is the easiest way to get, to get over somebody. I've Mm -hmm. done it without somebody, you know, and it's yeah. hard, but you know, it's, uh, it's the way the situation that you have right now is so perfect. And this guy, if you're like 31 and you're looking to maybe settle down or you want to get serious with somebody and you finally met mm-hmm. this guy, like you don't want to fuck it up. Cause what if he finds out that you're, I mean, you were with a guy and you went in oh, his phone yeah, and saw that there was an ex. Of. I'm terrified of losing him. Yeah, you should I'm be. I'm absolutely terrified that I'm going to mess this up, so. Yeah, you should be because you're completely seeing some other guy on the side. Yeah. That's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I said, you have to make it like you and that guy are an item and have that relationship so you don't have an out, you know, and then you yeah. have to tell this guy that like you're going to try and make things work with the new guy and be monogamous with him. And if it doesn't work out, you'll give him a call. Mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah now do you have friends and stuff where you live now like because I'm assuming you still live like around that guy right no actually I um I was commuting from work when I moved in with him so I'm now like an hour away and I'm I have a new set of friends and stuff that I have been that have kind of been there through the last part of the relationship with me so they've been really supportive now oh that's good so you don't live that close to him anymore you're st- you're an no, hour away I, I wanted to yeah I, when I decided to move I even though I prefer to live where he was living I just I couldn't stay that close to him so I decided that even though I didn't want to live by where I worked because of the area I definitely just did to get as far away from him as possible at the time. 
Right. And so the other guy, does the new guy live by you? Yeah. The nice guy? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, everything yeah. seems... So you're driving an hour to go see him or does he drive to see you? Uh, I usually drive an hour to see him because my dad lives up near him. Oh, okay. So when I go to visit my dad, you I'll see him. usually stop and see him. Right, interesting. Now, do you know if he has anybody else? He says he doesn't, but I have never known what I could or could not believe <laughs> from what he said. Yeah, probably. He probably has like a, four girls, a tranny and, you know, a yeah, cross I, I mean, I mean he, was telling, he was telling guys, <laughs> you know, I, you can come over, but I'll be more because my girlfriend lives with me. And like, <laughs> What was he saying? He was trying to pick up guys on um, Tumblr and he was like, well, you can come over. And we can, like, dress up together, but it has to be before four because my girlfriend lives with me and gets off of work at four thirty. Yeah, let me just tell you, on my podcast, I can't tell you how many guys, the shit that they do when their wives, like, walk out the door or, like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, it's, like, seriously. So he was, like, fucking those guys for sure. Uh, th- that was yeah, not, like, not happening. He was definitely, he was, and he had no emotional, like, empathy whatsoever i truly believe he was also sociopathic because he just could lie with the straightest face and (laughs) he was no i'm not doing anything and even when i would like pull it up on his phone he's like i don't know what that is (laughs) that's so funny with no emotion and i was like what is this? <laughs> yeah, it's smart is what it is. It's smart. It's yeah. smart. Because <laughs> look, he would get you to stay and he'd make you feel like you're crazy when you just basically yeah, caught him fucking like, tranny. I'm making this up. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he yeah. was good. He was good. But yeah, he's yeah. fucking guys. Okay. He's fucking guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, that's like the reality. Uh, so he probably has other people. He's not going to like yeah. it when you cut him off and he'll probably do anything to try and get you back. But mm-hmm. you have to stay with the other guy because like, and I'm curious of what happens because I wonder if, I really think if you do what I say and what your therapist is telling you to do and you really cut it off, like mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. If you yeah. don't, I mean like when, because eventually it's just going to get super messy because you're going to get more involved with this guy and you're still going to be seeing the other guy. Like eventually you're going to have to stop seeing him. It's going to have to happen. So do it sooner mm-hmm. than later because you don't want the worst thing to happen, which is this guy busts you. You're still seeing the other guy and then he wants nothing to do with you because what is he going to be like? You you want to go fuck a guy that is into trannies? Like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he knows too much of the backstory to make it, you know. Yeah, he'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with this girl? (laughs) Yeah, he'd be like, what the fuck's wrong with this girl, you know? Yeah. Um, But, you know, I don't know where you're at. Like, do you want to get married, have kids? Like, do you see that for yourself anytime soon? Or you still feel too young? Like, what's your deal? I I definitely want to get married. I've never been into having kids. Right, but you want to get married. And when have you always felt like that? When do you see that for yourself? I don't, like, I never really saw an age. I just always figured that I would know when I found somebody. And I said, that's why I think I'm freaking out now, because I can potentially see that with the new guy. guy." Right, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So you could see yourself married in two or three years, maybe like in your thirties, you're already Mm -hmm. in your thirties. Like why not? Right. So yeah, yeah, you got to like, uh, clean your act up and yeah. And, and things with the other guy. And then let me know what Mm -hmm. happens. (laughs) I definitely will. You know, I don't know if I've been any help. I'm probably telling you the same shit your therapist tells you, but I mean, I know from experience, you know, but also stay in therapy and work on all that other stuff that, you know, so mm-hmm. that you don't even because listen, when that other guy goes away and you're even done with that and you have like a really good guy, you don't want to like sabotage it, you know, if you have all yeah. these other things going on, you know, if there's some part of mm-hmm. you that is commitment phobic, unfortunately, what happens is when you get really close with someone really good it might fucking freak you out. Like, you know how, like, when you moved in with your boyfriend and you, you know, when you were far away, it was perfect. And then you got there and you were close. And yeah, you were and like, we wanted to tear each other's heads off. Yeah, and he was, like, <laughs> disgusted in you. Like, that could happen with you with the nice guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you are like have mm-hmm. a fear. So you want to just make sure you're always sort of talking to somebody, especially when you're establishing a new relationship so your therapist could keep you in check so you don't sabotage the the, the relationship with the nice guy well and the best part like the i think what makes me feel even more horrible is he knows how fucked up i am and everything i've been through and still wants to be with me the greatest (laughs) thing about oh my god no but the thing (laughs) about that is that guys thing with girls is they want to help them like they want to like help girls right so yeah he you probably need a lot of help and that makes him feel useful so that's a very like male woman thing you know and he knows Mm -hmm. that about you because you guys were like friends before um there is a certain type of guy that likes to be like that could really come in and really help out a girl like you it's a specific type of personality Mm -hmm. type of guy that i've seen before and they're always really nice guys uh, and they yeah. like the crazy girls that are in distress and they have to help them. But they're good guys, not like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and I've seen it happen when, I, like I said, I've seen girls that are totally like off their fucking rockers and make it, you know, have a nice guy come in and take them and and they're living happily. Ever. Like I've seen that happen. So if this yeah. guy is one of those guys that is attracted to that type of girl wants to help that type of girl wants to you know be with the be the man with that girl like that's a good guy that's the kind of guy you need um Mm -hmm. and so and that's a good match for you so don't and i think fuck it up no and i definitely think i just have to prepare myself for the last of the drama with the ex because i know it's not going to be easy when i remove myself from that situation and no it's, it's not yeah it's not because so he's I not just gonna need like to it. mentally pre- yeah i just need to mentally prepare myself yes. and potentially be willing to block him in any and all forms yes so and I just know just and this, this is what you have to know about somebody like that okay when you're like you block him do everything you do trust me if you called him even after blocking him like him throwing a fucking fit and being so mental and thinking like a year from now if you wanted to call him he'd be like nothing changed he'd be like hey what's up come over Mm -hmm. let's fuck like seriously like yeah (laughs) he's just gonna be freaking out in the moment because he has his own issues and he can't stand being abandoned and not having control and he'll go fucking mental he'll be like you in the relationship and mental case but he'll get over that like that's his own shit you know 
but mm-hmm. it, it's not like you're losing him forever, you know, but you got to end it right now. And trust me, if like you no, get in with this. I would like to lose him forever, well, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but what, I'm just trying to say because I think sometimes when you're afraid of like abandonment, like that fear of thinking it is forever. But if you don't think of it uh-huh. like that hardcore, then maybe it's easier to do, right? Just yeah, because most likely when I'm just saying that, but if you fall in love with this new guy and you wind up, you're not going to give a shit about this guy. Do you know what I mean? But if you tell yourself like it's not that big of a deal and you just do it for right now and you don't look at it as so like, uh oh, forever, then it's Mm -hmm. it's maybe a little bit easier. It's not so don't be so fatalistic about it. But most likely you will forget about him. Just cut that fucking cord. (laughs) <laughs> okay and keep me posted okay it's close to the end of the Definitely. year I do. keep me close it's close to the end of the year so when i do my end of the year updates we need to know if olivia is back with the narcissist or with the nice guy i say with the nice guy i'm rooting for the nice guy Fingers I, crossed. i've seen those stories <laughs> i wanted for you it could happen uh but keep me posted and good luck thank you thanks olivia thanks for calling in bye thanks bye bye Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.